Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. East Bay Assemblymember Rob Bonta has been sworn in to be California's next attorney general. He's been a longtime supporter of more police reform and is taking over the position at a pivotal moment in our country's history. I do think that Bonta has an opportunity to really kind of change the way this office operates, especially in the context of police accountability. As the new attorney general, Rob Bonta will be California's top cop. Today, we look at what this could mean for policing in California. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com slash parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. For those people who are like following policing and, and care about policing in California, what does Abanta AG signal to the state, to the world, about how the California Attorney General's office might take up the issue of policing? I think it's a big deal. This is Marisa Lagos, a politics correspondent for KQED. I think that we've had a series of pretty, you know, progressive by law enforcement standards, attorney generals in California, but Bonta's record in the legislature marks an even further left turn, I would say. And we have someone who has made their legislative career, you know, really built it around accountability of law enforcement and of criminal justice more broadly, right, of changing the system to make it more fair in his mind. And he's an Asian-American man in a time where we are seeing um, a lot of violence against Asians. And so, you know, when you kind of take the moment we're in and his history and the history of the office, this is a big, you know what, deal. Leading up to his confirmation hearing last week, people were bringing up Bonta's family history. Can you tell us how you see his background informing his politics? Yeah, so he was born in the Philippines. Um, His parents brought him to the United States when he was, I think, only like two months old. My parents came to California, specifically to La Paz, the headquarters of the United Farmworkers of America movement in the Tehachapi Mountains outside of Bakersfield. And not only did his mom help organize, especially Filipino workers. My parents are my heroes and my role models. They taught me to fight injustice, to right wrongs, and to help people. His bio actually says that his dad marched with MLK in the Deep South. My father traveled to Selma, Alabama after Bloody Sunday. 
So Newsom picked a pretty significant place in the labor movement, the I Hotel in San Francisco, to announce Bonta's appointment to the attorney general post. Rob's mother was out here organizing tenants in the 1970s, uh, organizing against evictions. So he comes from a really sort of strong labor background. I think his parents really instilled civil rights as, as a moral priority in him. Can you tell me a little bit about Rob Bonta's political history? What was his most recent position in California politics? Bonta's from Oakland. He uh, was elected to the state assembly in a, in a pretty liberal district. And I think that he has um, really embodied during his time in the legislature those liberal Bay Area credentials. I mean, we're talking about things like criminal justice reform, like immigration detention center oversight, um, you know, eliminating private prisons, understandably coming from a community like Oakland that's been so disproportionately hit by the war on drugs, by our tough on crime criminal justice policies, you know, um, particularly the black community. Coming from Oakland, that was something that he put front and center from the get-go. He is not somebody who I would say I've had to watch super carefully on big pieces of progressive legislation. He's not one of those like wobblers. He's pretty squarely Hmm. in the camp of, you know, the lefties in Sacramento. And so how would you characterize him as it relates to criminal justice and policing? Yeah, I mean, this is not um, something that anybody in the legislature has like cornered the market on. But I would say Bonta is one of the more high profile, you know, pro-reform assembly members. One of the biggest pieces of legislation that Bonta tackled was bail reform. We're we're here to fundamentally transform a, a fundamentally broken money bail system. And this was a bill introduced at the end of 2016 that looked to eliminate an entire industry in California that disproportionately punishes not just black and brown people, but often women because they're often the ones who put up bail for boyfriends, husbands, you know, fathers. He um, and Bob Hertzberg, when they introduced that, I mean, it kicked off what was, you know, turned into almost a four-year fight. And uh, we think it's a sound and thoughtful policy. We think that it provides more justice to individuals, increases public safety, and uh, is a more prudent use of, of public resources. So there's a lot of gains for California, for California. I think that to them it was a really big civil rights fight. I mean, this was something that they saw as the question between right and wrong, and that they also saw as um, a question of public safety. Because at the end of the day, if you can buy your way out of you know pretrial jail just because you have more money in your bank account and somebody who did something... Um, far less serious is stuck in jail. And, you know, I I mean, one thing Bonso talked about a lot was it's not just that you're, you know, stuck in jail, you have to pay this money. It's what happens when you can't get home to your kids and your job and your life. You can lose your housing. You can lose, you know, your job. You can lose custody of your children. And I think that coming from the background he did with his parents um, so steeped in the labor and civil rights movement, When he spoke about it, I think it felt very personal to him that he understood the way that this was impacting people directly. And even more recently, Bonta proposed this police shooting bill. What does that bill actually do? And and how does it relate to what he's going to be doing as AG? So Bonta was a co-author of Assembly Bill 1506. This was passed and signed last year that essentially takes away the investigation of 
police shootings that result in the death of an unarmed person. So pretty specific cases, but ones we've seen again and again. Instead of letting local prosecutors continue to oversee those shootings, this legislation requires the State Department of Justice, which he's going to oversee as the attorney general, to uh, do those investigations. And why does this matter? Um, I think that there's a lot of people who see an inherent conflict of interest in local prosecutors' office investigating their own police departments. These are the same police departments that come to them with every other case and are partners in those investigations. And so I think that previous attorney generals have been really reticent to kind of what they saw as overstep their role and take away something from prosecutors. Um, But I think lawmakers and advocates really felt like, if nothing else, having these investigations be part of a you know a, a separate agency um is going to give the public more faith in the the fact that they're being done fairly can you remind me of what power the attorney general actually has especially when it comes to issues of policing and and holding police accountable when it comes to policing um the role i think in the past has been a little squishy They have the authority to come in and investigate, you know, the conduct of local officials, uh, including police and prosecutors. Um, They have the ability to investigate, you know, officer-involved shootings. They have the ability to launch patterns and practice reviews of entire departments. Um, They can come in and say, Vallejo, you know, (laughs) a department we've looked at a lot. Yeah, Um, totally. We're going to really look into your history and do a deep dive here. But I think that both Javier Becerra and Kamala Harris before him um, gave a lot of deference to local officials. And they were, you know, as I said before, really reticent to kind of step in and take something away if, you know, there if there wasn't an ask from the local prosecutor's office. Right. So then how could Rob Bonta use his position as attorney general to not just hold police accountable, but then also to shift how we talk about these things? The other thing he has is the bully pulpit, right? I mean, this is California's top cop. This is somebody who has the power to lobby for or against things in the state legislature to make his voice heard when it comes to, you know, the correct way to do things, um, to help create police training programs and other things that maybe are not as directly related to, you know, accountability and justice in a specific incident, but I think stand to help kind of reshape the way we approach policing. When we talk about, like, reforming law enforcement and and, and policing in this country, it sounds like with the AG's role, it's not just going to be about the actions that he does that people are going to be watching, but also his his words and, and the type of leader he is in that way. Absolutely. I mean, this is one thing that Kamala Harris really disappointed activists around and Javier Becerra to some point as well, that they didn't want to get involved in certain um, questions over legislation. I mean, I I remember uh, Harris sort of really trying to stay out of both ballot measure fights and a lot of legislative fights unless it was something that she had kind of brought to lawmakers. Um, You know, Becerra was really aggressive in kind of defending privacy and really not following a new law around more open police records. So I think that um, Bonta's 
tone is going to be important, but his actions are too. I mean, again, this is a huge statewide office that does have a lot of power. And um, I think Bonds is coming from a really different place, um, having really taken up the criminal justice mantle. And it's not something he can kind of throw up his hands on and walk away from because there's a really long public record of where he stands on a lot of these issues. Where might Bonta struggle to hold law enforcement accountable in the ways that he has stood for so far? Bonta has the bully pulpit. He has the ability to push the legislature to enact laws. He has the ability to do his own investigations. But he doesn't have power over who the police chief is in Los Angeles or what rights their union contract affords them. I mean, those are the purview of local officials. Um, Often mayors appoint police chiefs. You know, sheriffs are elected. Um, DAs are elected locally. And, you know, as we know, police unions and their contracts wield a lot of power. So... There, there are serious limits to his power. And um, as we've seen this week with, you know, in the aftermath of George Floyd, it's not as if one verdict changes the sort of nuts and bolts of policing in America. That is a long, hard road um, and one that no one person is gonna be able to affect change entirely themselves. Marisa, thanks a lot, appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Devin. Marisa says California recently passed some police reform legislation which will give Bonta more legal tools than the AGs that came before him. But he's still limited by the state laws that say what he can and cannot do. I think the question is like, what are the limits of those policies and how can he then try to advocate for things that might give him more power? Thanks to Marisa Lagos, politics correspondent for KQED. This episode was mixed and edited by Erica Cruz Guevara. We also got help from Jessica Placek. Alan Montecilio is our editor. Shailen Martos is our production assistant. Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you next time. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.